Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Jana Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. Today we have a really different one. I am joined by our community coordinator in Wanting It More, and we thought it may be fun to do a little bit of a mid-program reflection on how this round of Wanting It More is going and what we're learning about, because that's what it's all about. It's just continuing to listen and reflect and understand how we can serve women the best. Just to give you a little back story, the Wanting It More program has been running for about six years now, and it's served over 1,400 women in different iterations. At one point, it was a self-guided program, um, and now we run it three times a year. It is an eight-week-long program and we have videos and coaching calls and a beautiful community. And uh, yeah, we're just, as we're recording this, we're just entering week four. We're kind of mid midway through week four. And when this comes out next week, we'll be sort of midway through week five. So um, Melissa, did you want to just introduce yourself to everyone listening and like who you are, what your background is and what your role is in the community? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa Cody, and I am currently the community coordinator in the WIM, the Wanting It More program. I did Wanting It More two years ago in February 2021, <laughs> where I'm like, what year are we in? Yeah, so two years ago, and since then, I've been involved in the program in some capacity or the other, and um, currently as a, I already said that, community coordinator. And it's been a special journey because I had a firsthand experience of going through the program myself, which obviously um, was a certain type of journey. And then um, once I knew the material and I understood, I've had the opportunity to be involved and walk along the journey with other women. I think in this round now, I think I'm at maybe six rounds of whim that I've been through, including mine. So it's been a really cool um, experience to learn for myself and then also learn watching um, other women. And yeah, so my role in WIM currently is to be there to support the women, to be a voice of somebody who understands the the path that they're walking right now. Um, Jana, you created the program, so you understand it all, but it is different to be somebody who, you know, walked all those steps and went through that journey with their husband. So I'm very lucky to be there. Um, for the women, just to um, love on them and be there, support, and then answer any questions. And yeah, so I'm very grateful that I have this opportunity to do that in the program and also to be here today. 
Yeah, it's been interesting to watch your progression as a participant and then in the very different capacities that you've supported this this mission, really. And this is the first time you've had this uh, role. And it's been cool on a coaching calls. Uh, sometimes you just you pop in and say something that that I would totally say. <laughs> it's just really, it's really neat. <laughs> I really love it, you know, and I'm like, wow, I was just about to say that. Uh, so I think that kind of gets us to the first point that we're learning about, which is how to create safe spaces for women to talk about sex. This is not something that we do in everyday life. It is not something we do with friends. And it's certainly a fear that women have joining a group program. We're used to, if you're going to talk about sex, you just go to a counselor, a, th- a therapist, a coach and do some one-on-one work, or you do something in the privacy of your home. You read a book, you listen to a podcast and nobody knows you're doing it. So, you know, I'm curious, what was that like for you first joining? And then we'll get into some observations we've had with uh, the just watching other women go through it and what we're learning about creating those uh, safe spaces. Yeah, I would say it was definitely scary um, going into it, uh, more so just not understanding what it was going to look like. And I remember even having a fear of putting my camera on and having to speak and um, very quickly that- Look at you now. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And very quickly, it's amazing. The program is eight weeks, but I would say, you know, the first call that I, that you show up to, you- you're, you don't know what to expect. It's a little nerve wracking, but immediately you feel so comfortable. Mm. And, um, Jana, you do such a great job. And that's a question I guess I had for you too, is because you like the community is because of you. And it is very obvious that you have spent a lot of time and effort in learning how to create that safe space because, um, my, before WIM, I feel like my only experience really in a group setting um, would have been probably in Facebook groups with other moms or, um, yeah, and it never really feels like a safe space where you can share open and honestly. Uh, you're always kind of a little bit worried of what the response would be. Is people people going to misunderstand me? Are they going to judge me? And then you come into your space and there's no judgment. Like it's, it's really, really radical, really like, you know, to, you just, um, so I can understand where people have that worry, um, to, to join whim because all we know are spaces that can potentially be not very safe and make us feel really uncomfortable and to sign up for something for eight weeks and think, Ooh, I could end up in the space that I'm not really fitting into. Um, but it becomes very clear, I would say, within that first seven days that it is a safe space. And um, yeah, so for me, that was really relieving, I would say. Um, I remember in the free class feeling like, oh, there's other women saying similar things to me I can relate to. But it was still scary that first that first day, like first day of school. Um, but yeah, so... I guess, yeah, just that's it for what is I was, but I am curious because for you, 
because you cultivate, it's not like we have a space that we all just show up and we're just like free fall, like say whatever you want to say. You have spent a lot of time researching that to make sure that women do feel safe. And yeah, and I guess tying in with when you were saying how women will go to a therapist or read a book. So, and I know that you used to do private coaching Mm -hmm. and now, you know, for the past quite a few years now, you've been doing the group program and how, how that's different and yeah, how you, how you came about that. Yeah. Such good questions. And thanks for sharing that. As you mentioned earlier, the truth is I've never done whim. So that's why I love having women there like yourself who can relate to what it's like to go through each path week by week and go through that progression. You know, speaking about the safe communities, I'm very sensitive to feeling shame. I lean in that direction. And I have been in spaces where I felt shamed or judged even just how people can offer feedback or helpful advice, which isn't really helpful. I'm very sensitive that to that myself. And so I don't ever want women to feel like that. And I think the way we do it is very early on, we teach compassion. That's the first path that we go through. And it's not only self-compassion for ourselves for living in such a messed up world, It's also compassion for our husbands, for them living in a messed up world. So we're not blaming anybody. So we set the foundation in the program that we aren't husband bashing, we're not self bashing, and we're not doing that to other women in the community. So there's a couple of phrases that we use a lot. One of them from path one, from week one is it makes sense. And so right away, we're set up with a beautiful phrase to support other people. So if someone's saying, oh, I'm having such a hard day today, I'm really struggling, I can't find the words, I can't communicate with my husband, I'm feeling really stuck, boom, right away, what do you say? It makes sense. It makes sense you're struggling. You've never been taught how to communicate about sex. You're doing, this is a big unlearning process. And then also having that me too reassurance, I think. So it makes sense with the compassion and then me too. That's why I firmly believe that with this particular topic, you need to learn from somebody who's been there. And I've seen the harmful, damaging effects of people talking about low libido and women who haven't experienced it themselves. And it so quickly becomes a diagnosis. It becomes shamey, judgy, just it's gross. You, it's a very unique experience to go through. And so that's why I, I never have anybody work with the women that we support who haven't been through this process uh, because it, yeah. So those are the two things, the two big things. It makes sense and me too. And we do see, like you said, right away, people do feel quite quite comfortable, which is, it's amazing. And um, it's really special. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say special. I was just thinking how you, you are a highly sensitive person and how that has helped 
the community and how you build the community. Cause I thought found that was interesting in the beginning when you said that, you know, you've, you've been in, you've been in communities where you didn't feel safe. And so you took that information and said, how can I make myself feel safe in this community? And now, so that helps as we know, 20% of the population to feel comfortable, but it's going to help everybody, even people who maybe didn't even realize that they would be needing that extra safety. So yeah, you're, you're, um, HSP definitely came in handy here with helping us set up um, the community. One thing I was thinking, something really special about the community is that there's space for everyone. And specifically, I'm thinking, I'm a talker. I like like to have conversations. But there are people who don't want to talk. There are people who just want to listen. And so in, in the Wanting It More program, there is space for all different types of people. And so, yes, like we need the people who want to talk. We also need the people who are happy to listen. And, you know, so that really works well in our coaching calls that we have, but then also in our online discussion thread. You know, we have a, a high a percentage of women who want to share and they're there to give us all their playbacks, their step-by-steps. And it's amazing. And, but then there's also women who just, who just want to read and reflect and, and learn from others. So um, that's, what's really special. Another thing special about the space is that you can be any type of person and still fit in. There's a place for you in the community. And we need all the different types of people, because if we had all me's <laughs> who like to talk, we have 70 women right now in wanting it more. Shout out to those women um, who are who are doing amazing right now. Um, they're doing such hard work. It's so great. Um, yeah, we if we had 70 talkers, that's not really, you know, the right kind of community. So luckily we have everybody. Um, yeah, you can have your camera on. You can have your camera off. I also love that you can just show up as you are. We have women that are there um, breastfeeding their baby. You have another woman who's driving off to her next appointment in the car and she's come into the coaching call on her phone. Um, you have people making their dinners, you know, it's, you just, it's show up as you are. It doesn't need to be sit down at a desk and be there with your book and you're ready to go. Um, also in saying that there's so much to learn by, um, even if you can't be there live, listening, just listening. So some of them might be like, oh, well, I can't attend any of the coaching calls. I'm not going to get anything out of this. I would say from me, I've now been through six rounds of whim. This is my sixth. Um, I learned something in every single coaching call. And clearly at this point, I'm not asking any questions. Every single call, every question impacts me and I learn from it. So I, I think yeah. I'm going off on a little bit of a off off from where no. we started, but um, that is something. Maybe somebody who is considering maybe coming into the program, but maybe they look at the times and think I'm never going to be making that call. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. There, you know, it is it is nice to be able to ask you a question, but it is absolutely not necessary because what you find is that when somebody asks asks a question, it's usually something that you're actually needing to know as well. And sometimes you don't even know that you needed that question. So yeah, yeah. that's the beauty. I think you had asked me a question earlier about why we're doing groups now, why I'm not doing private coaching. And that's exactly it. We need to be with other women. I think we experience so much gaslighting in our culture 
so so many women come in thinking I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. My experience is so unique. Nobody else experiences this. And there's just so much healing and validation and being able to hear from other women and go, oh my gosh, I thought that was just me. I, I, I thought it was the only one who didn't like the look of my husband's penis. I, I, I'm not the only one here. <laughs> People find it a little bit weird looking. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's funny and validating and healing. And yeah, you mentioned the diversity. Um, we have some diversity. We definitely don't have racial diversity, which is something that I'm constantly trying to learn about. Uh, but we do have age diversity. That's been really cool mm. to see that, you know, some women coming in who've been married for 38 years and some women coming in who've been married a couple. Do we know how, how uh, on the other end of the spectrum? I can't remember in this. Round. Yeah, I can't remember in this round. I can't. I remember the 38 years for sure, because that's cool. Um, but it just gives you a good breadth of a diversity of perspectives as well. And and the, and the truth is, everyone's on their different timeline. Some women are coming in and they haven't had sex in years. And uh, th there's a lot of work for them to do, a lot of overcoming shame and messages and hopeless husbands. And then there are other women who are coming in who uh, are doing really well in their relationships. Communication's good. Husband's on board. They just kind of don't know what to do next. And, you know, so that's kind of, kind of cool as well. Uh, we do work with that. Wouldn't you say like, like we experience some tension around that at some points where women are like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm not experiencing that transformation or we're in week four and I'm not wanting to reach out and experience pleasure with my husband's body. Like, Ooh, never, I don't want to do that. I don't, I have no desire. I would rather never touch my husband again. And that can feel really scary because it's like, well, maybe this program isn't working for me. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think it is an eight week program, but it's an eight week program to teach you everything you need to know right but it's all going to take time so like you said we've all we all step into whim in different places along our journey so it makes sense that some women by week 4 are like oh yeah this is making okay here we go this is all making sense and you know and then by week 6 to 8 they're like okay i'm i'm, I'm seeing this this is working and some others who maybe maybe aren't feeling that just yet um we also have I remember just saying this to the ladies last week, you have, we're on week four, last week it was week three, and you have maybe like 40 years of past experiences that we have to, you know, get through. We're, we're, we're just at the beginning. It's baby steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, but, but it, it I, I can imagine it's very difficult to see other women, like you're saying, have these celebrations of like, oh, I'm feeling this thing. And then thinking, why am I not feeling this thing? But it makes sense. We have a lot. There's a lot to work through. And I think also just in hearing you say that, I think also we we have we don't have a great understanding of what it is we're supposed to be feeling. Mm 
So I think sometimes like we're waiting, you do say that sometimes to women, like, are you, what, what is it that you're waiting for? Like, is it a tingly feeling down there? Because you may never have that tingly feeling and that's okay. I think we're just so we're on as women, we're on guard in so many areas of our lives that when it comes to this, it's like, I'm, I'm not feeling anything. I've, you know, but you, you feel like you haven't felt anything for so long. Um, but what are you supposed to feel anyway? Mm -hmm. What, yeah. what are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's just getting to a place, and this is why it takes longer, is getting to a place where you realize, oh, I'm actually not waiting for anything, <laughs> right? Like, I just need to be, um, we have our one of the paths is safety, and I just need to feel safe and then get curious about it. So I think it's just learning that what you thought you were supposed to feel to do these things isn't actually real. Um, yeah, that's one of the things that I've had to learn. The great unlearning. I think so much of what we do and wanting it more is unlearning versus learning. And that takes time because those messages are so clearly ingrained in us. If we've been told for so long that we need to provide sex for our husband, that is our duty as a, as a wife. And no matter how confident, empowered, feminist we are, that's still a message that is deeply ingrained and well the concepts we teach in wanting it more are very basic. That's what I'm always telling women. This is actually very basic. Everyone gets to feel safe and comfortable 100% of the time. This is what we teach children. Actually, recently a woman posted a, did you see that? A post in the uh, group of a book, a children's book about mm -hmm. boundaries and consent. And she was saying, we all need to read this book because that's how basic this stuff <laughs> is. But because it's so counterculture, it's seen as radical. And that's why we need this safe little group to remind each other constantly, hey, this is just basic stuff. This is basic human rights. It's it's all good. Um, yeah, that's, that's something else. I, I We've kind of dipped into this already, but I wanted to to talk a little bit about what we're learning about the process that women go through, where they they join probably out of guilt because they aren't having sex with their partners, their partners are upset, they feel like a bad wife, they're tired of looking at the calendar and thinking, how long has it been? It's feeling like a chore. So even if they are having sex, they're just doing it out of obligation um, not all of them, like some women, like I mentioned, haven't had sex in a really long time. But yeah, I just like, what, a, what do we see if we could, if we could explain the sort of the trajectory, because we've seen this again and again and again. So how would you describe just like the first initial path and opening your eyes and sort of the the feelings and conversations that we typically have. The first word that comes up for me would probably be shock. Yeah. Um, that's definitely shock at hearing the truth, shock at realizing that you had, it was right there in front of you the whole time and you had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be yes. complicated. Because it's shock, and then it can be mixed with anger. It can be mixed with grief. 
Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? I spent this amount of time in my relationship thinking that I was broken. There was something wrong with me. And all along? I definitely felt that. For me, I was, I'm feeling it now actually going back there of like, I remember saying, I'm just pissed off of all the time. And I said this to my husband that we lost in our marriage. Like we can't get that time back. We can move forward now and we are, but what a waste of that time. We didn't need to be um, having those conversations and those arguments or those discussions of what do we need to do and, and those uncomfortable moments for both of us. And so, yeah, I definitely the shock and then anger, Mm -hmm. anger and not anger at my husband. Um, For me personally, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that I was, I'm no, I'm not proud. I'm relieved, I guess, that I didn't feel a lot of anger towards him. Um, I, I really did feel anger towards culture and society. Mm-hmm. And I really did see it as a them against us. And he did too. And so that helped us work together to um, go through the paths and figure this out, um, which is handy. And I think um, I think it's hard for men to see that. It's not their fault. Um, it's also not women's fault that they did, that they went along with it or that they, you know, had sex when they didn't want to have sex. And all of those things that women let happen, let happen, I'm using quotes. Um, and yeah, it, it was n- neither side, but anyways, feeling anger was definitely one, um, relief, relief that, oh, there is an answer. I knew it. Like, and the answer was in front of us the whole time. That's like. <laughs> That's the, that's the shock part still and just the silliness of it all right in front of our face and we didn't even see it. Yeah. Neither side. Some women will say, uh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that I should have been able to feel safe all the time. I, I knew that something was wrong. But without the permission, without the validation, she's just mm-hmm. on her own. Just a sounding little crazy. island, sounding crazy, sounding crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, the we'll talk about men in a second here, um, but they also don't know. They they're feeling sad, lonely, disconnected, and what are you going to do? Push for sex. Mm-hmm. That's what healthy marriages have. They have they have good sex. So let's make it happen. Yeah, that's why we start with compassion because it it is culture. It's not each other. So there's sort of that shock and grief and anger. That's sort of the first couple of weeks. And then what would you say we're experiencing right now, uh, like week three and four and moving into week five? I think what what I can remember going from those first feelings is a curiosity to learn more. Okay. So if, if that information impacted me in that way, okay, let's keep going. Like path one and two, look how much that just opened my eyes, took off the relief. Everything made sense. Now I have validation. There's, I can see a way forward. There's hope. There was hope in there. Um, so I feel like around this 
this point of the course, I definitely the first two weeks are a lot, um, but that is why we're doing this as a group. Um, it's a lot easier in numbers. Um, and then this part is more gentle and more connecting to yourself, um, which is something that we as women don't do enough of is connect to ourselves and get to know ourselves. And I remember in WIM hearing that. And because we're in a course about sex, that was very scary. Every time that somebody said, you're going to connect with yourself. Oh my God, what are they going to make me do? I don't want to do these things. <laughs> just oh, masturbate. I, Everyone hears masturbate, that's, you know? That's all right. The whole program. <laughs> we just do that every every day. You know, you'll get there. <laughs> Give us your money and just masturbate. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's we're in uh we're in pleasure path this week and and it's been kind of neat to watch women wrestle with that concept of pleasure and even wrestle with the word pleasure because it's so icky in our culture because it's connected to female sexual pleasure which is icky in our culture and to wrestle with should I reclaim this word which I offer as a possibility. Should I use a different word like nourish or enjoy or delight? And then also, oh, this isn't just masturbate every day. I don't even talk about masturbation in this week. Um, this is about actually feeling good in our five senses. And that's sort of a radical new concept as well, because it's not self-care. It's not mindfulness. It's actually feeling good in our senses, in our body, which is very unusual for us to do. So it's been kind of neat. We had a post recently of a woman sharing some stuff that she did around the house and posting a photo of it, just very sort of mundane, regular, everyday things. And she started a bit of a thread. And so there's other women posting photos in there. I mean, just simple things like a cup of tea, you're doing your kid's hair, yeah, it's been, it's neat. Sometimes I kind of feel like the process is we got to build like a fortress first. We got to build those strong walls and then we got to come inside the fortress for weeks three, four, and five. And we just got to swing in our hammocks, our inside hammocks and pet soft blankets, <laughs> listen, smell good candles and listen to good music and learn more about ourselves. It feels just soft and gentle. Yeah. I love that idea about the fortress. That's exactly that. I can relate to that. That really resonates with me mm -hmm. feeling this the, and that fortress gives me that security and that safety to be able to do that. And also we need compassion as women, every time that we experience any type of pleasure, because we're so used to productivity and what are we doing and do not stop to have any pleasure. Um, it, it, it was quite remarkable in the program. I remember realizing that pleasure was all around me for one and realizing how many moments I never even noticed in the shower with the, the smell of my soap that I love that I picked because I enjoy that smell. And I've got the time I'm showering anyway. Let's really thoroughly enjoy that smell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just different things like that. And it's all um, takes, it's amazing because you're, you'd be like, okay, well, a whole week on that. Well, yeah, it actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's more than a week. <laughs> this is just like the planting of the seed. And then you have to keep watering it and working on it because um, I do know that if I don't intentionally make sure I'm 
um, pulling pleasure from places and really thinking about it, it's easy to fall back because society is not there saying, Hey, did you feel pleasure today? <laughs> right? <laughs> like how amazing would that be? If we, if we met up with our friends and we were like, how are you how, not even, how are you doing? Hey, Jen, great to see you. Have you felt pleasure today? Oh, that sounds I funny. We're all collectively <laughs> feeling uncomfortable about that because that's so unusual. <laughs> it is, but like, it makes me smile. My cheeks are now hurting because I'm smiling, <laughs> just thinking like how, how wonderful the world could be if we just focused on our pleasure and I it's know. there. And it's it there. there. Yeah. Yeah, it so is amazing. Sorry. How, how, um, how I want to say diff how hard this path can be for women mm -hmm. and that, and like, that's quite telling and to, to walk through this journey so many times and see this happen over and over and over again. And mm -hmm. you realize, wow, wow. Like yeah. We just what harm the world has done to women and what, what a pleasure deficit we're all walking yes. around. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite remarkable to just see it happen again and again. So um, one thing I did want to mention is in the past, I've had to spend some time convincing women that their safety was important or that having sex that felt genuinely 100% good for them was critical. This round has been different. And a, I think the the biggest, I think the reason why it's different is that I changed the free class that we offered. And I decided to really share my point of view, which is quite different than a lot of other professionals in this field because I wanted women to be able to make a real genuine decision whether my point of view, which is just one point of view in the world, was going to fit for them. And that's been really cool. It's been really cool to see how these different pieces work together, that even before wanting it more starts, we can adjust things so that the experience within the 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 program can be a lot more cohesive, a lot more smooth. So we just found that women coming in are already on board. They don't know how it's going to happen in their marriages, but they're like, yes, it is my right to feel 100% safe all the time. So I just wanted to mention that I will be a little plug for that free class. I typically only run them three times a year right before wanting it more. And we get great feedback from those free classes. I mean, they're free, but I think incredibly valuable for women who may not be able to afford wanting it more or just are not ready to join a group coaching program about sex. You know, it takes quite a bit of courage to do that. So um, I will be getting the class up. I, I'm going to promise myself by the time this recording is out next week, I will have it available. So there we go. I've done a social timeline, social accountability. So you'll be able to go to my website and check that out for yourself to see what I'm so see what we're talking about here. I can I can I just add to um, the women coming in this round? 
and and it's seeming like they're ready. They're ready to be here. And I just wanted to speak to the women who are maybe listening and they've, you know, been on your mailing list for a while, or, you know, they've been to the free class three times and they're still sitting there. You will know when you're ready. Yeah. Right. And so you have, you have this now this wonderful podcast to listen to, to start planting those seeds till, till you go, I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, I think the difference we do see women this time coming in ready for it and, um, how different that journey has been. And we've, it's been very obvious mm-hmm. of a different journey. So, and, and sometimes I also want to add that you do sometimes have to take a step that feels scary, mm-hmm. right? And be unsure. So don't take what I said and be like, oh, I'm going to wait for this sign. <laughs> you know, the sign might be just that, okay, I, I need to push my, I need to push myself that little bit um, and yeah, take on this next step of the journey. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, when it's right, it'll be right. But you have all of these podcasts and the information and the free class, and there's so much learning to do before, before even coming in yeah. if you want, but if not, everything is here when you get here anyway. Exactly. So. Yeah. There's but no, yeah, so yeah. Pressure. Don't feel bad if you haven't, if you haven't signed up yet, you're right time. Like Jana, you've said before that you've had sometimes somebody will come into women and say, I've been, you know, I've been watching you for two years mm-hmm. and it's finally it's time. So yeah, there's a time for everybody. Yeah, we do have a couple of participants right now. Yeah, about two years. I think I even had someone three, four years, I remember saying that they had been on my email list. And I used to do YouTube videos so that they were watching YouTube videos. And yeah, and then I also feel like we hear from quite a few women who say like, oh, I should have done this sooner. (laughs) So it's, you know, but there's logistics, there's a financial commitment. So yeah, I'm dedicated to continuing this podcast. So we'll, we'll keep on bringing good nuggets of wisdom and trying to share a little bit about the behind the scenes, like with this episode, so that women can kind of get a taste of what it would feel like. Mm-hmm. One really cool thing that we did is we had a call for husbands last night. And I thought it would be neat to share a little bit about that. Um, you may or may not know it, this program is designed for women. And I've done that really intentionally because it could be a couple's program, especially because I am a marriage coach. That's my training. And so I do look at couples and there was just, you know, for me, this is about empowerment. This is about female empowerment. And it's about a woman deciding for herself that this is what she wants in her life. And yes, she may come in because of guilt and because she wants to be a good wife, but ultimately I want to prove to her, show to her, offer that sex could be beneficial in her life outside of anything it provides her marriage or her husband. And I think that's a real solo journey to go through. And also, we've seen that a big contributing factor to a woman's success is how on board and supportive her husband is with a shadow of a doubt. It's just a fact. It's just (laughs) just a fact. fact. (laughs) I mean, we've seen women whose husbands continue to resist and continue to 
feel very frustrated, you know, say this is now all about her and the pendulum is swung and uh, his knees are, we, we have seen women be very successful, I would say, Melissa, right? Like Mm -hmm. in different ways though, you're not going to be able to design a nourishing, connecting, delightful sexual experience that you look forward to every week if your husband's not on board. That's it's a sad fact. I, I don't want to have to say that, but that's the truth. Sex is two people involved. Mm-hmm. Partnered sex. One could say solo sex doesn't need another person involved, but we're talking about partnered sex here. And what we do, so how we see the success, how we're defining that is that she knows, she knows for herself what she can have in her life. She, well, yeah. Let me ask you actually, Melissa, what do you think? How would you, how would you define success if a husband is not on board, but we see her just blossoming and thriving? Mm. I think it would be women who for the first time take ownership over their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I, I think just lately I've been thinking how pre-marriage my sexuality was mine and only mine Mm -hmm. and how that dynamic changes when you add um, a long-term relationship or a marriage. Yeah. And ask me the question again. (laughs) Well, as you were talking, it's very helpful asking other people questions because then you can gather your thoughts. I remember a woman doing a video of her or photo I can't remember what it was of taking a box of vibrators that her husband had bought for her and deciding after years that she was, I think she threw it out. I think we had a book burning happen at one point as well. I can't remember. There was a fire involved. That was a different person, but yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, shout out to the book burner. Yeah. I don't know what the book was about. If it was about like 10, you know, 101 hot positions to spice up your sex life or something that her husband had bought her. But yeah, this, I just remember this woman whose husband was really not on board and hadn't been for a while just saying, I'm, I'm ready to throw these out now. I'm really done. They've been sitting in my closet forever. And these are the ones I want to keep because these are the ones I like. I remember there were certain ones in there. It was like, no, you know what? I'm choosing that one and I'm choosing that one. And this one is staying as well. And this is my new little box of the things and she's going to want to use them. Yeah. Right. You don't want to use things that people are like, here's this thing. (laughs) I feel like we've had women get rid of their lingerie, all the lingerie that their husbands have bought them over the years and they don't enjoy wearing. Was that? (laughs) I have. Sorry. Sorry, hubby, who's only knowing that now. (laughs) <laughs> she she we have video I don't think it running. was me it wasn't okay. me but yeah. <laughs> I have to tell them what just happened so we have video on so we can see each other so she just sort of quietly raised her hand <laughs> and I'm like am I allowed to say that online I don't know <laughs> um yeah but we do see we see different forms of empowerment happen and when we have husbands who are on board who are willing doesn't mean they're perfect, doesn't mean they're not questioning or wondering or stumbling around, but they're willing to listen to what their wives are saying about the truth of their experience. Oh my gosh. 
that's when we see real magic happen. So we had we have tried different ways of supporting the husbands over the course of this program with very little success, I would say. We've tried calls before and had very low attendance. We do offer husband support videos. So if there are husbands who are interested in supporting their wives, then they they we do have some resources for them. My husband and I created some videos for that. But we don't offer any coaching calls or any support for men because it is a woman's program. And we did have a woman reach out to us who said that her husband was interested in talking to other guys who are also going through a similar experience. I mean, we have 70 men connected to these women who are kind of along for the ride, whether they're, you know, happy about it or not. Um, So we thought, well, let's give it a go. Let's try it out. And um, so we had my husband there and we had another person there. I'm not sure if we can say his name. <laughs> okay, I haven't gotten permission to say this in a public way. So we had another person, another man there who had been through the program before, just as a support. And I was honestly thinking, maybe we'll get five men. I remember telling Melissa, what did I say? Like, if we maybe five to 10, that'd be great. I was thinking one to two. One to two. Off. Five to <laughs> 10. <laughs> What didn't you know? 21 men showed up, which was incredible. Lots of them had their cameras off. Really great questions. Genuine, vulnerable, supportive. It, w- it felt, again, to use that word, special. It felt revolutionary. And so that's a huge area that we're learning about right now. I don't know what this is going to look like for the future. It's not something that we promised. It's just a experiment, a bonus that we're we're seeing. But men don't have spaces like this to talk about with other men. I think someone on the call made a joke, like something about like uh, locker talk or hockey room talk or something like this. This isn't something you're going to talk to your guy friends in the locker room. I mean, you'll talk about sex, but not in this way. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about this process that we're undergoing about learning how to support the men who are associated with these women? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to fix you. you. did say they had their cameras off, but there was... Oh, thank you. Yeah. They had their cameras on, which was um, amazing. Um, I have just want to share, I have seen the video because it's my job to upload the video and get it out. So that's why I was not on the call, but I have um, seen the video. And it was just, for me, it was so heartwarming and gave me so much hope for men and for women and for marriages to hear their side. And yes, some of them um, are very confused right now. Like this is, this is a big change, right? A lot of them didn't realize that they were going to have to do that, which is kind of funny when you do think about it, (laughs) it is two people, but still it was a program for women. And so it's like, wait a minute, I have to do. So it was just really special to have such an amazing group of men come together and share vulnerably and 
these, okay, so, so our women, 70 women come together and they get to hear from other women. They know they're not alone. They know there's nothing actually wrong with their marriage. Nothing's wrong with your marriage. It's just this environment that we're in and we're trying to tweak and do these changes so that you can have this beautiful experience together. And so all these 70 women have each other, but the men are single people in all of these houses without an outlet to hear, you're not alone, buddy, like, you know, or not buddy. <laughs> sir, gentlemen, you're not alone. You know, there's nothing wrong. I, I think my husband also needed to, you know, hear that during whim. I, I remember reminding him, we're not, there's nothing wrong with us. The we're all the same. Like I hear it. But if the men don't hear from other men, they can be sitting there going, what is wrong? This like, this is never going to work. Um, and so I think it was, I'm assuming it felt like it was really special for the men to realize that they weren't alone. It's so so empowering for women to know we're not alone. And I think we just assume that men know they're not alone, but I think it was or don't really cool. Need that need level of community. And is that patriarchy? Is that it, you know, and I feel um I feel sad, I suppose, or embarrassed or something there's a feeling I'm feeling about this I'm not I'm not quite sure what it is that maybe I've contributed to that by not providing it or not opening up or trying a little bit but then getting discouraged and stopping it and just say oh men don't need community men don't need to hear from other men because they're more of a parallel play kind of situation you know they they used to be hunters and they would go out in the field and they would quietly do their own thing with someone next to them but we were around the watering hole and gathering berries and talking 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 and so women need a village and men don't but maybe that's not true at all maybe that's conditioning and I feel like gosh have I perpetuated that to some degree Mm -hmm. Well, it does make sense though. You are a woman and your experience was a woman's experience. And so you're helping women. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you have ventured out to try to support men, like let's do a call, nobody shows up, you know? So you, it's not like you sat back and went, I'm not working with men. You went, <laughs> okay, let's try, let's try this. And then did all the videos, you know, you did, you did your best with what you knew at the mm -hmm. time. And that's, what's amazing about you, Jana, is that you continually want to learn and continue to like to grow what it is you're doing here. And so thank you to the lady who did reach out to ask um, for her husband. And thank you to that husband who clearly said to their wife, you know, I want this. Um, Can I say one thing about him? I'm pretty sure he's the guy there was, there was a 3 a.m. <laughs> 3 a.m. He got up at yes. 3 a.m. to get to this call because of time zone changes. And I just thought, yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just that felt just, yeah, really, really awesome. It just felt really awesome. Yeah, I'd say that call was definitely the turning point. It seems like because we mm -hmm. don't know what it, what what is ahead, right? We're we're, we're right at the turning point <laughs> yesterday, mm -hmm. so we're not even twenty four hours out of the the turning point. But um, I think this has taught us and taught you that there is something there, and so mm -hmm. this is beautiful. It's just that little spark. It's just like that little 
spark that started and you want to support the husbands because oh, yeah. we've learned with supporting the husbands, the wives are supported 100%. and just, yeah. it just, it all the puzzle pieces just fit a lot easier. Um, it's just finding out how men want to support. So I guess this would be a great opportunity for us to say any men, um, you know, if, if this is something that you think would be helpful then to reach out mm -hmm. and yeah, because yeah. I yeah, if you were on that call and you happen to be listening to this, I did say that at the end of the call, hey, just send me an email, give us some feedback. We we already got feedback. The feedback was, can these calls be longer? <laughs> so awesome. So awesome. <sighs> yeah, and it's, I don't know, I, I do have mixed feelings within myself right now because I think, how is that surprising me? I'm so surprised by this. Should I be surprised that men want this or that men are so, they were so articulate. They were so mm. thoughtful. And even I'm feeling feelings about being surprised about that. Have I had prejudice in me or have I, you know, it's just, there's a constant process of discovering things in ourselves. And for me, being the creator, the coach, I constantly have to question and wonder and be curious and never stop doing that about any biases that I may have within me. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Well, I think we're wrapping up here. Um, it's going to be really wonderful to watch this group uh, move through. We're in the middle of path four and path five. Next path is connect with your body. Uh, again, not a week of masturbating. <laughs> I don't know if you why. want to. If go you ahead. want to, go ahead. It's sort of a, it's an opportunity if you want all the time. It's your body; you can touch it. But I just think we maybe we should do an episode about all the preconceived notions about wanting it more. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it Women is are such very, a gentle program. Yeah. It's very it's a very gentle program. Yeah. I was actually talking to um a colleague of mine and I was saying I was just talking about being a coach versus a therapist and what my training has me do and what are the limits. And I was saying, you know, I don't this program doesn't help women heal from trauma. And she was pushing back on me a little bit on that. She's like, really? It doesn't help women heal from trauma? I disagree. And it's, yeah, I just, you know, I always say I help women create the most amount of safety. So if you have experienced trauma, then you won't be re-traumatized. You won't be experiencing those little mini traumas of being touched when you don't want to or having to tolerate things and wanting to say no, but freezing, right? I'm I'm just saying, no, we're going to speak out. We're going to use our voice, no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is for our husbands to hear that. Now I can't remember why I started talking about trauma. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. I guess it just wanted to come out. <laughs> oh, and funny. you know, I'm not the best person to get you back on track. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so moving into uh, body week, and then we'll be moving into 
actually coming back to exploring an intimate connection, a sexual experience and putting all the paths together. And that can be a real scary week for women. Um, you know, we have women go on a break from sex. We're in what we call the reset right now. And uh, a lot of women don't want that to end <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll come back and we'll do another another episode if we get a ton of emails. <laughs> and <laughs> let us know if you want a part two of this reflections on how the community is going. And uh, and then it's sort of doing it for the rest of your life uh, is where we're headed. So thank you, Melissa, for mm-hmm. joining me on this You're conversation. Welcome. I did want to bring in a little bit of the women's actual words. We have gotten permission to share a few things on social media and on the podcast, and um, but I don't have them organized very well. <laughs> so I, I think maybe I'll just pull a few and just maybe maybe you could pick a couple. How does that sound? I'll quickly pick a couple now, and you can pick a couple, and we'll just read them. If you go on my Instagram. I have a highlight at the top there and I've been putting them there. So if you wanted to read women's own words of their experience, um, you can go there. Again, I have shared these with permission. So uh, let's see. Well, I just pulled one out of the folder here. This is what she said. You're not alone in feeling shame and guilt, but I've reassured myself that it's not my fault. I am not to blame. He is not to blame. This is a time to feel enlightened, relieved, that we finally realize what has been killing our desire. We can grieve the wasted time, energy, years. We can feel angry and hurt. We can spend time in that grief or return back to it. We can be humbled before our spouse and they before us. We are all broken and have struggles. I mean, we're not broken, but we're broken in some different ways. (laughs) We've known one another to not be perfect, as this may be a revelation of our truth to be clear what you want him on your side. I don't know what she just said there, but I'll keep on reading that this will lead to a much more fulfilling marriage and sex with his wife that she is 100% present for and involved in. I think this um, post, she's reassuring somebody. My optimism and excitement has put my partner at ease as he sees that my love, respect, and friendship with him has come into better focus. I hope the hard conversations that you are dreading lead to a closeness that you couldn't have imagined. Yeah, I think she's reassuring somebody there about having a difficult conversation with her husband. Definitely does not sound like the mom's group, Simon. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, there's just so much love there. Did you want to read one, Melissa? Sure. Um, which one did I have here? I'm always amazed at what happens when you lean in by what happens when you allow yourself to be vulnerable in safe spaces, of course, by what reveal, by what we reveal to ourselves and letting ourselves be seen. This is hard. This work is the hard work. Y'all we're brave. Happy to be sharing this safe space with you. Ah. Beautiful. I just want to keep on reading these. Um, one thing that we maybe touched on that we didn't really elaborate on is the unexpected bonuses that happen where women are talking to their children differently about sex, where women are talking to their friends differently about sex, where just um, really life-changing things happen. Yes, it's a program about wanting and enjoying sex more, but it really has to do with being a woman in our culture 
And so, of course, we would see those ripple effects. So here's a post about this. These unexpected bonuses are amazing. I also had a realization that clearing my own stuff out of the way may open the opportunity for other women in my life to take this program to get these benefits. It's just putting myself and my fears aside to share it with them. Still working on that. Yeah. And even if women aren't sharing like, hey, take this program, which of course I would love, uh, but sharing the information that they're getting with their friends. Um, we had a woman talk, have a different type of conversation with her mother-in-law about body image stuff that she would have never had before. And yeah. Did you want to read one more? Sure. I th- close that box. Um, I thought doing whim might rock, rock my boat a little. I didn't realize it was going to be so groundbreaking. I'm so ready to start laying new foundations for not only my sex life, but my whole life. I remember doing whim and feeling so drawn in the grocery store checkout line to tell the lady in the checkout line that there's this program called wanting it more. Like (laughs) that is, that is what you feel in those during whim, especially in those, when you're like, what? It's just all these mind blowing, like realizations. And you just want to just share it with everybody. And then you have to take a step back, <laughs> not share it with everybody, every, the grocery lady. But um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing. We'll hear women around this point, I think, because we get through those first couple harder weeks and we get into more of the pleasure and intuition and just the, the softer, gentler ones. And that's when women start to go like, oh, I'm hearing my friend say this. Now I want to talk to them. And it's a great space in the community because they can bounce ideas. Like a woman just this week, you know, had a, had a friend say something. And then she's like, how do, how do I even navigate this? And then so women could help her in the community, which is not just helping her. It's helping every single, like I'm telling you all 70 women are reading that post going, what do I say? Mm -hmm. And then reflecting. And then, so it just, the spiral and our, yeah, our kids, I had a wonderful conversation with my 11 year old about sex and porn and that would have never happened if we didn't do whim. Actually, my husband and I both together, and it was such a beautiful experience for us. And I don't even know, I don't know how we couldn't have done that without wanting it more. So yes, you're taking a program for this one, you think one little thing that happens in the bedroom in your marriage, and it just the the ripple effects go I, I remember women i think it was my round standing up for themselves um for a job offer that came in and for asking for the money she felt she deserved and you could tell without being going in whim she just would have went okay she's like wait a minute no i do deserve this okay i can do this you know and speak my truth and i believe it and she got it mm-hmm. so you know that's you don't come into a program for about sex and then get a bit more money at work but this is, you know, it does. It's just, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Those ripple effects are, <clears throat> they're just beautiful. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing this journey with me. It's very cool. You're welcome. It's I'm very cool grateful that. to be on this journey with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think we're close it here. If you want a part two, flood my inbox with requests. <laughs> um. <laughs> If you're in wanting it more right now, just good job. Good job. I, you know, I say this to you all the time. We're, we're doing the brave work. We're doing the courageous work. And I'm in it with you, just learning alongside you, trying to be vulnerable, trying to grow, 
and just never stop doing that so that we can make wanting it more just the best program in the world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, until next time, uh, I hope you have a great day or just have a dad. This is awkward. I don't know how to change. Have a pleasure. Have a pleasurable day. That one's for the ladies in whim. All right. We'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janetdentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the wait list, to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.